Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's talk some college football with Daniel House. GophersGuru.com. I have the website up here right now. Your home for premium gopher football and university sports content. He's joining us now courtesy of the John Chuchicoa Baker Hotline. How you been, Daniel? Lake, just a routine day in college football, huh? <laughs> just a routine day. You know, so before we talk Gophers, let's talk about the Michigan breaking news and how Coach Jim Harbaugh is uh, indefinitely going to be away from being a part of the games and being on the sideline. Uh, that's the way that they've suspended him right now, right? Like, how it plays out with the courts, you know, you never know. He may be on the sideline tomorrow because there'll probably be some sort of injunction or there'll be like, there'll be a holding. Pa- we'll see how all that plays out. But we know what the ruling was today. Just your thoughts on that because I think that I like this because Michigan did what they did. They don't want to be held accountable for what they did. And when they're called on it, they're not denying that things happen. All they're doing is saying uh, their comeback is, well, we got stuff on Ohio State and other teams. Uh, or other schools, institutions in the uh, conference. And so we'll tell on them, too, if you come down on us. I don't care if you come down on, on everybody in the conference. Like, you did what you did. Take ownership for it. And like Reese Davis and also Pete Thamel from ESPN mentioned earlier today when this news broke, these are not allegations. Like, this has been proven as to what happened. Your thoughts on just how today has played out? The 13-page write-up that the Big Ten put out about the discipline that came down, everybody should go out and read it because it details exactly what led to the logic behind the suspension for the rest of the regular season. And what I found fascinating with it was the spreadsheet that the NCAA shared that detailed this elaborate scheme with Connor Stallions and how he set all this up and the future plans that he had for it. The the takeaway was, though, that some language in here seems to indicate that they have significant new information that they couldn't share in this specific write-up due to confidentiality. So I think we're just at the beginning. This is the tip of the iceberg. The, the key distinction here is when you go somewhere else in advanced scout, which you can't do, and take video, uh, that's really crossing quite the line. And I think that it's just, to me, it's, it's so telling, though, Daniel, that – that Michigan is not ever refuting that a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. happened, right? Like, like they're saying that, yeah, well, Coach Harbaugh 
doesn't really like basically they're trying to separate coach Harbaugh from from um from the uh, the Stallions character but the bottom line is is they benefited from all of the stuff that happened for anybody to think that this gentleman went out to all these different games did all this forms of scouting bought all these tickets had all of these accommodation stuff and somehow some way Michigan didn't benefit or in any way shape or form and the program didn't benefit from all of that stuff they're lying to themselves. You're about as gullible as anybody can be in terms of being gullible. Well, yeah, and you look at Michigan's response back to the conference. You know, they're talking about how they didn't have evidence, enough time to review the evidence. Well, the Big Ten shot back in the 13-page response basically saying, you you know, you're briefed on a lot of this stuff, and there's definitely information that, that you're aware of, you know, what, what we have and what we don't have. And I think there's going to be a lot more coming out on this. You know, you talk to people in the business, and they all say, I mean, it, once you cross the line, I mean, sign stealing happens. People are doing it on the film. They're looking at the TV copies, trying to get signed all the time. But when you cross that line and you go into a stadium and you have an elaborate scheme where there's other people going to games like there's there's people that he had hired out to go and take care of this and do video and then bring it back and I mean it's just I don't even think we've really got the full picture and the full scope of what's going to happen here and when the NCAA puts out their discipline that's when the when the real hammer is probably going to drop. Talking to Daniel House, gophergurus.com, here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, Daniel, let's talk gopher football. Um, I got to be honest with you. I did not uh, – one of the things that I – look, I'm a gopher fan, love the gophers, grew up a gopher fan. But the one thing I don't like is when P.J. Flex sticks his chest out when they win a game that they should win, but then he crawls up in the fetal position and gets defensive towards the media when he loses games that he shouldn't lose. I did not see or hear what his reaction was to losing to Illinois. Can you tell me what the what basically what what occurred post game? How, how did he respond? Well, the main theme was execution, and that's been the case all year. Where you got to be able to try to finish out the game offensively. You got that second and seven where you're pulling on the zone read, and if you just pull that thing tight and go try to get the first down instead of bouncing out, the game's probably over. You get another first down. That third and four pop pass that they tried was unsuccessful. If that's completed, you're able to bleed the clock out and probably win the game. But then, you know, PJ's asked about the play, the big explosive play at the end, and just, you know, safety's not getting adequate depth there. You know, their, their deep halves weren't adequate. You get beat over the top. I mean, it, it was all explosive plays when you go back and look at the game. You got that swing pass where you have an inadequate angle on the third level. It's these detail mistakes that are happening. You fumble the opening kickoff and put pressure on the defense almost instantly. They have not been able to play a complimentary game, and that was what P.J. was emphasizing in the postgame remarks. It's just special teams, offense, and defense all have to make the plays when they're available, and this year they haven't been able to do that. Mistakes in each area have had a ripple effect because this team has to play complimentary football. It's how it's built to be successful. What does it say about the state of Gopher football as it stands right here today that they're going on the road to Purdue and they're the underdog? Purdue's not good. I'm, I'm actually surprised by that line that they're an underdog, especially I am too. the way Purdue has been playing. I mean, I, I was when I saw that come out, I, I had, I'm like, 
I think people are going to be running in Vegas for this because Minnesota should be able to pass the ball on this defense, I think. But, you know, Minnesota is one of those teams that likes to run the ball. I think you'll find a blend of both. It's the same type of defensive scheme they played last week, the man coverage heavy scheme. So you'll see a lot of stacks and bunches trying to get people open with cleaner releases and pre-snap motion and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the factor that I'm watching in this game most is Purdue's pass rush. Cadron uh, Jenkins is one of the best pass rushers in the Big Ten. He's fifth in pass rush productivity in the country right now. Him and Nick Scorton are one of the best pass rushing duos. It doesn't get a lot of acclaim in the Big Ten, but keep an eye on that pass rush. If Minnesota's in a spot where they're unsuccessful on first and second down, uh, that's when Purdue's pass rush could take over. So pass protection and early down efficiency are going to be really important in this game. All right, Daniel. So, you know, I've said this for the last couple of weeks. Uh, To me, it still stands true, and I'll say it again. I'll repeat it for the final time. I think that this is the – I think the season's on the line here. Like, in terms of getting to bowl eligibility, I think you got to win tomorrow because I think it's going to be tough the final two games. I just don't like those matchups. Your thoughts on tomorrow's game against Purdue because if they don't win tomorrow, this team might not be going bowling. Well, absolutely. This is a must-win situation. Yeah. Uh, this is a team you should beat on the road. Uh, you don't win this game. you got Ohio State on the road next week. You're hosting Wisconsin at home, which you don't know what's going to happen in that game. It'll be a competitive one to end the season. So, I mean, if you don't win that game, then you're putting yourself in a spot where you've got to grind a win out to get bowl eligibility. And the bowl eligibility, it's huge for player development. You know, you see – some of these players that are less experienced, they've been getting time this season, but people don't talk enough about the additional practice time that bowl games allow for you to work with players and develop them. If you don't get that, that hurts you. So I think for the program, this is a game that you have to win to put yourself in the best position for success moving forward because it's it's critical to player development. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, so let me ask you this. We're talking to Daniel House from uh, GopherGuru.com here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. We got a good slate of games this weekend, my man. I, I know that you're probably going to be just mm-hmm. sitting around with the multiple devices and TVs going on. What is your favorite game of the weekend or, or the one that you anticipate the most that you're going to have fun watching? I can't wait for Ole Miss in Georgia. You know, Jackson Dart, that quarterback for Ole Miss, has been thriving with Lane Kiffin, who's very innovative offensively. But the key in that game, what I'll be watching for, is Ole Miss rushing attack. 
Judkins and Bentley, what a duo. Judkins is going to be somebody that NFL teams fall in love with. George has shown some vulnerability on perimeter runs this year, so I would say that Kiffin's going to come out with a very creative run game plan, try to control the clock, uh, you know, basically shorten the game down and try to uh, bleed out some drives and convert points. Uh, and then, you know, you look at Georgia overall on offense, Brock Bowers might be back, Amarius Sims, one of their best tackles. So this is two really good SEC teams going at it with Lane Kiffin, who's a great offensive mind, versus Kirby Smart on defense. A lot of talent on the field and, and should be maybe a closer game than people are anticipating on paper. Hey, let me ask you about a specific game out west. It's a late game. I, I think that I'm going to grab some pizza, even though I shouldn't be eating pizza right now. I've, I've eaten pretty clean this week, but I'm going to grab me a pizza tomorrow from La Tufts uh, <laughs> and, and, and go and watch, sit on the couch and watch Oregon and USC. The reason why I want to ask you about that game is because people think that Oregon is going to beat USC handedly. I think the Vegas line on this game is something like 15 and a half or something like that. Whatever. Now, USC has struggled. We know that USC's defense hasn't been very good, whatever. But I just feel like there's something sneaky that could occur tomorrow night with USC going into Oregon. Well, you know these type of games are always crazy where there will be a ton of points scored. And now you, you look at USC this week firing Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, so they'll have a bit of a different philosophy maybe on defense. How do they approach the game? I really want to get a look at Bo Nix, uh, Lake. I'm a huge fan of his game. In the draft process, what he's been able to do accuracy-wise, one of the better red zone quarterbacks in the country. Uh, USC's defense is just so poor fundamentally, like just tackling discipline scheme-wise. I mean, it's one of the worst defenses in the country for fundamentals. I mean, I studied defenses all offseason, and I said USC was probably one of the worst overall. So what do they do now with a coordinator being gone? Is a fresh approach possibly get them to play better on defense i don't i don't know i think that bucky irving is going to have a very very nice game former gopher and uh oregon's going to run away with it all right yes or no gophers become bowl eligible tomorrow gophers become bowl eligible tomorrow i'm I'm feeling a win i think they're going to have success running the football tomorrow uh, with some schemes that will attack the type of fronts that purdue likes to run so that's what i'm banking on GophersGuru.com. It's Daniel House from Gophers Guru. Hey, Daniel, always a pleasure having you on the show, my man. Have an awesome weekend. You too. Enjoy the great games. All right, take care. That's Daniel House joining us here on The Lake Show. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.